Predict, pick, and prevail in your fantasy football leagues with Nick Giacobbe and Nick Cap. From breakouts to busts, superstars to sleepers, these are the guys that will help you achieve fantasy glory. This is the Primetime Fantasy Podcast. Welcome everybody to Season 2, Episode 31 of the Primetime Fantasy Podcast, where we give you our predictions, our picks, with the hopes that we hope you prevail in Week 5 and the rest of the 2022 Fantasy Football Season. I'm your host, Nick Giacobbe. Joining me is Nick Cap. Nick, it's Waiver Wire Tuesday. Well, it's supposed to be Waiver Wire, Waiver Wire Wednesday. I'm wearing the shirt for it, but uh, we <laughs> talk about the waivers on Tuesday. We talk about them today, and it's Week 5. Five now we're one fourth of the way through the fantasy football season yep this is a big week and there's major injuries this week major players that you could pick up you know that your season's not over if you're zero and four one and three like you have a top waiver pick if you hit the right guy here there's a chance you turn your season around well i disagree a bit with that one I, i'm zero and four in our <laughs> league and i am uh i don't have much hope for that one my other four leagues i do but that one uh it's rough we will talk about that, though. We have waiver wire players. We're going to talk about the injury news of the day. There's a lot of it that we have to cover, unfortunately. And we'll talk about some players who you should drop from your lineups because they're just they're not going to add value, and there's other guys out there that can. If this is your first time listening to us, thank you so much. We do this show on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday every week. You can find the audio versions of those shows on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, basically anywhere where you find a podcast, you could find us, the Primetime Fantasy Podcast. If you're on iTunes or Spotify, please give us a five-star rating and a review. We really do appreciate that. If you'd rather watch and listen to the show, go to our YouTube channel, Primetime Fantasy Podcast. Hit the subscribe button if you're watching this video or any other video. Drop a like, drop a comment. We would appreciate that as well. Keep checking in with us on social media, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter, Primetime FF Pod, Facebook, and YouTube, Primetime Fantasy Podcast. Injury news and updates. Let's start with the big injury news of the day. This sucks so much for my fantasy teams. Javante Williams, the fears were confirmed, a torn ACL in his right leg. He is out for the season. This sucks so much. I kept him in our league. I kept him in my dynasty league. Um, man, I, I got nothing. He's 23 years old. He crushed every running back metric possible last year. We hoped he would have the bigger role this year, and I feel like we never even got going we never even got to see what javante williams would be this year because they were riding the hot hand uh it sucks that's the bottom line like if you draft the javante williams in your first two rounds this is the first domino to fall in terms of big injuries on the season um no other star player has gotten hurt so far last year we had mccaffrey and derrick henry and uh it felt like in the span of a couple of weeks there was somebody hurt and this is the first yeah. one this year there'll probably be a couple more this year but this puts you at a disadvantage if you draft the Javante Williams without Melvin Gordon. Oh yeah, I mean, there's there's no bigger hit so far this season. Like that's it. He's the highest ADP guy that's gone, and you lost him for the year. And um, if, there's if, no if, sugarcoating it. And if you have Melvin Gordon, you know what? You're reaping the rewards because you just got a starting running back in rounds like seven, eight, nine, or ten, wherever you drafted him. So that's yeah. that's the end of it. Um, if you're in standard leagues, you're dropping Javante Williams. If if you're in dynasty leagues like me, you're, you you got to keep put him on the IR. Oh my god, do that tonight. Actually, that. It sucks. So we're moving on from that. Jonathan Taylor's ankle injury. The test of came back as negative. So it looks like he doesn't have a high ankle sprain. He does have a chance to play Thursday against uh, the Colts. I don't think he does. Um, he didn't practice on Monday. As a, as a Jonathan Taylor owner in my dynasty league, um, let's just preface this here. My running backs last year that I drafted um, in mid-August were 
Jonathan Taylor, Javante Williams, and J.K. Dobbins. They one to an ACL before the season even started. Um, and this year, another one to an ACL. Like Again, like I said yesterday, this trophy's not going to be here next year. And that, <laughs> that sucks. Uh, I'm glad that I'm the inaugural winner, but that sucks that like I, I'm, just, I'm down for the count right now. Um, and I have Jonathan Taylor. Like it, It's bad. So my, my thoughts on this is I hope he doesn't play as a, as a Jonathan Taylor owner. I hope he has 10 days to rest and comes back really strong against whatever team they face next. Cause I think the Broncos is going to win this game by 10 points or so. Um, that's, that's my thoughts. The Colts are a really horrible team right now. They're really, really bad. Yeah. The, they do not look good. Javon, um, not Javon, Jonathan Taylor has not looked like the RB one from last year that we saw Just in terms of football and in terms of fantasy, like he has not been the same player this year on the field. Um, you could attribute most of that to the overall team, the overall scheme. Like it's not benefiting him. Um, I own Jonathan Taylor in a league. Same thing as Nick. I would prefer he sits out this week. We'll go see him 10 days from now off rest, maybe recap prep. You got 10 days to rework the game plan, figure out how you could best utilize your best offensive weapon. So yep. you shouldn't be happy so far. And I don't think the injury will be too long of a concern, but I wouldn't mind him being on the bench for a week. Yep. Cordell Patterson's knee injury. He, I think he left the game Sunday. I'm not exactly sure, but he was placed an IR uh, today. I believe, where'd you see the season ending surgery bit? Um, I saw I that on, e- on ESPN. Hmm. Interesting. I, I didn't, I didn't see that one anywhere. I, I thought, I thought he had surgery. I thought he had a procedure. He now did it. Seeing... He had a procedure this morning. Okay. So we're just not sure about the severity yep. of it. Um, questionable. Yeah. I'm not, I don't know. Um, all I'm going to say for now is that he's eligible to return week nine um, against the Chargers. Until then, we're going to talk about the Falcons running backs in our waiver segment. However, I'm not high on any Falcons running back right now. I think this is a super duper committee situation. They don't want to pass the ball. They don't want Mariota to pass the ball. Uh, this is this is bad for the Falcons as a team, um, both fantasy and real life, in my opinion. So, no, yeah, bad, we'll keep, bad, bad, bad. Yep. Rashad Bateman has a foot injury. He missed the fourth quarter of Sunday's game. I know Harbaugh made a comment about it earlier, but I guess we just got to wait and see on that one. We'll see if he practices on Wednesday. He is playing Sunday night football on Sunday against the Bengals, so we'll, we'll see where that one goes. But I haven't been high on Bateman um, through the start of the season at least. Brian Robinson was shot twice in the leg. Uh, he's cleared for his return. We don't know if he's going to play Sunday, but he has been cleared, so we'll see how that one goes. Uh, Jahan Dotson with a, a hamstring injury. Ron Rivera said he might keep him out a week or two. That makes sense. It's a hamstring. I would I would be shocked if he plays on Sunday. Rookie uh, wide receiver for the Titans, Traylon Burks, has not had a chance to get going, and he's not going to have a chance to get going for a couple of weeks. He's expected to hit the IR with no surgery needed for turf toe. Um, so he probably won't be eligible to week nine. I compare this to almost Kadarius Tony, where a lot of talent didn't play a lot in his rookie season. I, I could see Burks, you know a lot i think he's droppable at this point the titans offense looks horrible i don't there's nothing in my mind that says he's going to come back and have 100 yards each game so i think yeah, he's droppable I agree. very droppable Tua Tonga Vailoa with his very serious concussion back-to-back concussions uh he's ruled out sunday against the jets um teddy bridgewater will start kenny galladay knee injury ryan dable uh brian dable expects him out there for week five hunter renfro's concussion he's expected to return this week Julio Jones had undisclosed an injury. He nicked up. He was nicked up and taken out of the game. First play of the second half on Sunday Night Football. Um, this is just Julio Jones. Like it's just who he is. Melvin Gordon neck injury was limited on Monday. Finally, some news we could actually talk about. Kenny Pickett is the starter of the Pittsburgh Steelers officially. Nick, how is this going to affect your fantasy players for the uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers? 
I talked about it a little bit yesterday. Don't don't look too much at the stats. He got thrown in um, on a very short preparation. Like did not expect to go in. Did he have three interceptions? Yes, two of them were on deep passes. The third one being the last play of the game on the hail mary to try and you know win the game. Um, don't take too much away from his first performance. Other than the fact that you saw that that team is a lot more easily able to push the ball down the field. Um, the first half looked awful with Mitch Trubisky. Most of the fantasy points that you see um, from this past week, they're not all they're They're pretty much all from Kenny Pickett. Like Pickett was the more productive quarterback. Pickett was the one pushing the ball down the field. Um, I, I don't know how good Kenny Pickett's going to be, but I do know that those Steelers options are way better week to week than they were um, with Mitch Trubisky behind at the helm. All right. Uh, my thoughts on that are that we didn't really appreciate how smart and just how stable of a football player Big Ben was coming into this season because Mitch Trubisky may have a better arm than Big Ben, but he's not a better football player by any means. Um, Big Ben could have three fingers missing. He's probably still a better player than Mitch Trubisky. So uh, clearly he's not affected our fantasy teams uh, from a good standpoint. Going on to waiver wire, waiver wire week five. We're going to talk about some guys that could be possible pickups and we'll give you our top five or so. Let's start off with some quarterbacks. Jared Goff is owned in 48% of leagues right now. He's the quarterback what on the season right now? He's got to be top 10 somewhere. He is the quarterback five on the season right now, averaging 22 fantasy points. Nick threw Geno Smith on as a late addition. Uh, he's only owned in 15% of uh, the ESPN leagues. He is the quarterback. Let's see if he's even correct. Oh, he, he did correct the top 10. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Geno Smith is the quarterback 8 on the season. Uh, any other quarterbacks on here? I don't think so. So, you know, those are your two quarterbacks. Nick, which quarterback are you kind of favoring uh, off the waiver wire? My guy is going to be Jared Goff. They're on, that is the number one scoring offense in football at the moment. Uh, they put up the most points against Philadelphia, more points than any other team has. Uh, the, the offense is rolling. They're averaging 20, uh, 35 points per game. This past week, they put up their, their season high at, at 45, and they were missing their two best weapons in Amon Ra and DeAndre Swift, and they found a way to still get the ball down the field. Jamison Williams will be coming back within the next few weeks or making his NFL debut. So I can't see that taking away from how well the offense has been able to push the ball down the field. Goff's got 11 touchdowns, only three interceptions on the year, three turnovers. Uh, he's been phenomenal. He's been nothing short of phenomenal for your fantasy purposes. I know they're not coming out of games with wins, but right now he's putting up points, and that's what you need to win matchups. He, he's someone that I'm targeting in a couple leagues this week. All right. I also agree with Jared Goff. That's an easy one for me. Um, let's go to the wide receivers. George Pickens owned in 38% of leagues. Michael Gallup, 43% of leagues. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie, 35% of leagues. Richie James, 10% of leagues. Alec Pierce, 7.5% of leagues. Romeo Dobbs, 46.1% of leagues. That's criminal. Um, and then those are your receivers. So what, what wide receiver or two do you really like uh, off this waiver wire? So Dobbs should already be rostered, I feel like, in more than 46. Yeah, like that, that, that's, that's, pr that's pretty nuts to me. Do Dobbs definitely has to be in, in, in your – he has to be on your team at this point. If he's on your waiver wire, he's probably not in most leagues, but he should be on your team at this point. Yes. Uh, my number two on the week, um, who I think will be a lot more readily available, is going to be George Pickens. Uh, he put up 100 yards, and I believe all of them, or if not all of them, 80-something uh, of them came with Kenny Pickett at the helm, all in the second half of the game. So Pickens, you're seeing the talent. You're seeing the connection with the rookie. 
Pickett likes the outside. That's where Pickens has been lined up the entire time. He's not your typical rookie quarterback where he likes the slot receiver and tight end. Even though he does like the tight end and fryer moves, he really does love those outside receivers. I think Pickens is going to be very, very good look moving forward. Uh, and I would have McKenzie ranked a little bit higher, but he does does he does have a uh, he is in concussion protocol, so there's a good chance that he does miss this week. So you might have a also, chance to pick him up next week. I know I know you don't love Gabriel Davis, but I just I still don't want like a wide receiver like three i i don't think he's the two over there gabriel davis still the two to me so we'll, well see to me i have him over gallup i have pickens over okay uh, so it's fair okay um i i like your your uh your pickens um your pickens take i am gonna go with michael gallup second wide receiver on an offense that's just gonna throw the ball a lot i know they still have zeke and um and, and pollard over there but i believe cooper rush is two or three games at least with 200 passing yards and two touchdowns. Uh, really good quarterback rating this week at 107. So Gallup could end up being his second favorite target um, on that team. And we'll see what happens. Again, this is behind Romeo Dobbs. On to the running backs. Brian Robinson owned in 45% of leagues. Uh, Mike Boone owned in 0.6% of leagues. We'll see if they're going to ride the hot end of Denver. Tyler Algier owned in 16.4% of leagues. Isaiah, I don't know to say his last name. Pacheco. Pacheco. There you Pacheco. go. Isaiah Pacheco owned in 10% of leagues. Naheem Hines, 60.1% of leagues. And that is it. Um, who, what, what running back are you favoring this week off the waiver wire? There's two guys I really like on here. And then the rest, I think like, all right, you're really taking a shot. Um, the two I really like first off, I, these guys are also both shots, but I love Mike Boone this week. I love the way that they use him after Javante exited the game. Melvin Gordon is having this fumbling problem. Uh, four fumbles, four games. That is not a recipe for success. The only coach in the league that wouldn't recognize that that is benchable for your third string running back would be uh, Nathaniel Hackett. So there is a chance that Melvin Gordon is still getting a 60% snap share, but they were already spreading the ball three different ways. Like Mike Boom is going to step up in this offense. He is probably going to assume like a 40 to 50% timeshare um, just to start next week uh, on the short week against the Colts. Do I love him as a play this week? No. Do I love him as a stash and someone that by the end of the year might be a league winner on a top offense that could get it going? Like, yes, absolutely. I love Mike Boone for that situation. He might be the recipe that was missing in that goal line and that red zone offense. So if he is that missing piece, that missing key, like he's perfect. He's a great play. Um, I think for me, he would probably be my number one. He's the number one stash guy, someone that you can actually play for the duration of the season versus one or two games off. Number two is Tyler Algier. He had a lot of hype going into the season uh, as a rookie, hopeful to replace Cordell Patterson. That has not happened, but with Patterson hitting the IR so early in the week, that tells me that this is a lot more serious of an injury um, and a situation that they are letting on to. Um, Algier, in the attempts that he did get, which was 10, he had 10 rushes for 84 yards. He had one catch for 20 yards against Cleveland. Next week, Tampa Bay. Next week, San Francisco. Not great. Then you get Cincinnati, Carolina, Chargers, Carolina, Chicago, Washington. Very, very, very good stretch for an offense that surprisingly had no problem moving the ball down the field. So for me, those are the two guys that I really like um, going into this waiver. I don't know if I favor them over the receivers that we talked about, but if you are in need of a running back, like th these are the two guys you need to target. 
I also would target Naheem Hines only in 60% of leagues. If he starts on Thursday, uh, Josh Jacobs just, just had like 35 against Denver. I think the only offense that the Colts could have is running the ball, maybe a little bit the Pittman, and, and he catches a lot of balls too. So he could be a good PPR play on Thursday. Lastly, uh, the tight ends. The only one we have here is David Njoku owned in 63.1% of leagues. I think he's had seven plus targets for the Browns. Um, past two weeks Hawkinson's got to be owned in over 50 percent I would have put Hawkinson on there so uh who would be your top five waiver targets this week if you had to come up with a little list uh in order I would go number one Romeo Dobbs he should not be a free agent anywhere in my opinion uh number two would be George Pickens number three would be Mike Boone number four would be Tyler Algier and number five depending if you need a tight end or quarterback golf or David Njoku okay so Dobbs would also be my one I'm actually taking him off though because I I think he's going to be owned in most leagues where people are pretty smart and unless your bench is really really small so for me my number one's going to be Naheem Hines um again don't know the Taylor injury he does catch a lot of balls so he's gonna be my number one uh my number two I'm gonna go with um George Pickens number three Algier Number four, Ninjoku. Number five, Golf. So we do have a similar list there. All right, we're going to go to Stash or Trash. We're going to give you each player, and we're going to let you know if we should dump them to the waiver wire and send them you know, send them out there, or if we're going to uh, keep them on our rosters for a little bit. Julio Jones zoned in 60% of leagues. Is he a Stash or a Trash for you? He's a Trash. Like, I'm sorry. He's not staying healthy. He, he finally saw the field again. He was a wide receiver three again on the team. I think he only had one catch, and if he's getting nicked up in a game where he's only got one catch, like he's not going to be able to stay healthy. Love the name, but just look at the projection. I'm with you on that. And now he's the wide receiver three over there because Godwin's back. Chase Claypool owned in 76% of leagues. He has not looked good at all to me. He is the fifth option on his team. I am more than willing to cut him at this point, even though I do think he could be a good stash. Like There's other guys I think that we named that I would much rather own. I need to give it a week or two just to see what happens with the new quarterback in there. So I'll stash him for now. Derek Carr, 80%. I'm willing to cut him for Geno Smith or Jared Goff. I will not roster Geno Smith. No, mm-mm, not going to happen. And, and right now I won't roster him for golf either. Uh, because let's look at golf's next few weeks. The Patriots. No, the Cowboys. No, the Dolphins. They have, they have a pretty good defense. The Packers, like, that's not great either. So you're now going one, two, three, four weeks with tougher matchups. Then it's time to pick up golf. Cause then he has the bears, the giants, not going to talk about the bills, the Jaguars, the Vikings, the jets, Panthers, bears. Golf is going to be a great fantasy playoff quarterback. Cause he has the jets, the Panthers and the, and the bears. He's going to win fantasy championships. Uh, but for now, Derek Carr is still Derek Carr. And I'm not going to take Jared golf against those tough defenses. I'm definitely not rostering Geno Smith. Um, Travis Etienne owned in 88% of leagues. This is like, I think the toughest one for people to part with because so many people were so high on him and he has not performed in a singular game so far. And it seems like his workload is just getting lower and lower and lower. Um, He split with James Robinson this week. I wouldn't, I wouldn't cut him just to cut him, but um, for some of those top guys, like I would, I think Romeo Dodds will outscore him on the rest of the season. I think George Pickens can outscore him on the rest of the season. Um, those two guys, maybe like an Isaiah McKenzie or David Njoku, like it's it's tough, but I think I think it's time where you can cut him loose. 
it's a position of value. I don't think you could cut him unless you're getting Romeo Dobbs. The rest of these guys, I could see you dropping in a week or two. Like even Ty- even Algier, like you could go out there and put up a stinker, and then it's like, well, what'd you pick him up for? Um, it what if you were tight end needy and you have David Njoku on your wire? I feel I feel like your I feel like your bench isn't that good to where you can't cut ETN. Like there has to be somebody on your bench that you picked up last week, like Greg Dorch. Like Dorch is he's off rosters now. Um, I didn't put him in this mm-hmm. segment because he only owned twenty percent of leagues. But like the guys you picked up last week were Dorch, Mac Collins, and like a couple others. Like cut whoever you picked up last week because they probably didn't produce for you. How tight and needy are you at this point? Like unless you're streaming tight ends every week, cut whatever tight end you don't want to play this week and pick up Ninjoku. Unless you really don't trust ETN. This is a guy who just drafted four weeks ago with like a top four pick. Like, But we drafted trying... him in the top four rounds expecting James Robinson not to start the season. I know that, but I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that you should start ETN, but I'm saying in a position of need right now, like if James Robinson, look, look at the injuries here. We have three running back injuries. If James Robinson goes down and you just dropped ETN, I just oh, don't think course. you can do it. So I, if, I don't you, think if you can your do plan it. is to stash him as a handcuff, but the fact is you drafted him to be a week-to-week starter. That's right, but, but, but that, so, that's fair, but I'm saying that I just don't so think... if you it, can get a guy like Romeo Dobbs, who you actually can start week to week, I think it's worth cutting him. But I, I think Dobbs is the only one that you're going to start that's startable. I don't think any other waiver player right now is startable. I could see them all... I don't like the waiver wire this week. I, I'm going to have a top waiver pick in two weeks, and I don't like the waiver wire at all. Because nobody's jumping out to me or like, I need this guy. He's going to produce for me. I just... I don't see it, so... Okay. Elijah Moore, 80%. I hate saying cut him, but if I don't see another week from him, another good week, like there might be better options on the waivers. I mean, and I'm a Jets fan. I like Romeo Dobbs. I do think will outscore him rest of the year. Like he's a wide receiver one over there in my eyes. So I'm not going to mention Dobbs again because he should be rostered. Like he should be rostered. Like it's nuts to me if Dobbs isn't rostered. Like I, I I would love to see who your team is. If you don't want to pick up Romeo Dobbs, I would love you. I would love for you to send me a screenshot of your team. If you don't want to pick him up and I, I will tell you who to cut. Yeah. Uh, Cause he should be rostered. Like th- there are people to cut. There's no one outside um, of him though. That, like Dobbs is the right. One. Right. Um, I wouldn't cut Elijah more yet. I need to see more of Zach Wilson. I need to see another week or two to see who he actually favors. Um, kind of the same situation as, as uh, Kenny Pickett. Kyle Pitts, 98%. If you could get David Njoku, I would cut Kyle Pitts for him. No, I wouldn't. He's too talented. I still wouldn't do it. The production isn't there. So is Darnell Mooney. I I, I think Kyle Pitts is in another stratosphere than Darnell Mooney. Me too, but, you know. I'm not giving up on a guy you drafted in the top four rounds just yet. It's only – give me another week or two, and yes, but not, not yet. Trade him. If you can, you could trade him for a bag of Lay's chips. I would trade him for DJ Moore if you could pick up David Njoku and hope that DJ Moore gets traded by the deadline. All right. Rashad Bateman, he's on a 90% of leagues. I don't love him, but I wouldn't cut him. So when I say cut him, I don't mean cut him just to cut him. Cut him if there is better options like the guys we named or guys rostered in over 50% of leagues, but they're yeah. not rostered yet. Yep. AJ Dillon, 88%. Same thing. Don't cut him just to cut him, but I, I do think yeah, that I there's a lot better options out there. Michael Carter, 80%. I would I would be willing to part with Carter. He has seen he has gone down to like 30% snap share now. Brees Hall has taken over as the true athletic three down back. Not I think down back yet, but he Brees Hall is looking more like the heartbeat of the offense. It's four weeks of downward um workload. Even though I trust the talent, they're just not using him enough. 
I think if Breesaw is another really solid week, Michael Carter's cutting basically every week, league yeah. next week. Aaron Rodgers, 94%. Cut take... He's the QB 22. <laughs> I don't know. Uh... I would rather have Rodgers than golf for the next four weeks, though. Like, who, like, what quarterback? I mean, the next two score? matchups are, or the next three matchups are very favorable, but that's what I'm saying. Like, he's, st- I'm still, I'll still take him over Jared, over Jared Golf. That's, that's, that's where I struggle with cutting a quarterback. I don't love Rodgers, but you drafted him. You know what? You, you knew what you were getting when you drafted Rodgers. So, yeah. Kirk Cousins, 75%. No, he's good to go. He's done. He's done. I would cut Kirk Cousins, but again, Jared Goff's matchups is really terrible. Like, like if Goff's matchups were better the next three weeks, I'd have a different <laughs> saying. Kenneth Walker, fifty-two percent. I-, I said to cut him two weeks ago. Like, yeah, he- let him go. Let him yeah. go. We're not stashing the rookie anymore. It's time to go. Traylon Burks, we already spoke about him. I, I think he's cuttable. I think he's he very cuttable. Darnell Mooney, seventy-two percent, and he had a great game. I think he's he still had four catches for ninety-four, and the. The catch that made him have more than six points was like a fifty-yard. I think he's still. Cut. Cut. I think he's still keepable at the moment. No, no. I Romeo Dobbs, George Pickens, Michael Gallup, Isaiah McKenzie. I'd rather own all four at this point. No, Isaiah McKenzie's the wide receiver three on a team where he's like the fifth option. He had the and second Michael, most snaps on the team at the wide receiver position. Up until the injury. Uh, but Gabriel Davis is still the, the wide receiver two over there. The ankle's bothering him. That's not what the snap share says. Well, That's not what that but, okay, but he got a higher snap share because of the ankle injury. Yeah, because of the her injury, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I, I would I would still keep Mooney Mooney over those guys, not named Romeo Dobbs. Okay. All right, that was stash your trash. That was the waiver wire. Hopefully, helped you guys with your decisions as to who to cut, who to pick up. Hopefully, you guys have a great waiver wire Wednesday and get the guys that you want. If you enjoyed this episode and you're listening on any audio streaming platform, if you're on iTunes or Spotify, five star rating and a review, we'd appreciate that. If you are on YouTube, please drop a like on this video. We'd appreciate that as well, and hit that subscribe button. Keep checking in with us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Primetime, FFPod, Facebook, and YouTube, Primetime Fantasy Podcast. Next time you hear from us, we'll be on Thursday. We'll have an injury update on everybody that we can and a Thursday Night Football preview. We'll talk to you then. Good luck on your waiver wire.